from their bunker deep within the queen city of Cincinnati, a peek beneath the surface, and some guy in Ohio are taking it back. Hey everybody, welcome to Taking It Back, the podcast. I'm some guy in Ohio. And I'm a peek beneath the surface. She is. Just like every week, she is a peek beneath the surface. What does that mean exactly? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I know we've been doing this. This is what, 12? Episode 12? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so so what? I had to come up with a name for my um, Facebook group at the time uh-huh. and um, wanted to <laughs> try to come up with something that would get people to look beneath the surface of the headlines. Huh. That was my idea. It seemed easy. I don't understand why you why that was so difficult. But I mean, it re- literally is what it was heard. very hard to come up with a name, and yeah. so that's kind of what stuck. Although it was a little bit longer than I was hoping for, but and it definitely is the theme of your website. Yeah. So a peek beneath the surface. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you need to get a hold of the show, you can do that at the contact tab at the top of the website. Or you can email us at podcast.takingitback.us. Seems like there's been a running issue with me getting that out, but it's podcast.takingitback.us. Or you can email us at takingitbackpodcast at protonmail.com. And how do they get a hold of you? Just go to the website, apeakbeneaththesurface.com, and find my profile on there, which is a peak beneath the surface. And you can either chat or send a private message. Awesome. So uh, today we're going to uh, cover the updates on Devolution. Uh, Patel Patriot actually put out a, since we, we did our original Devolution, he has put out uh, part nine, part ten, and a uh, second addendum. So, uh, and I also understand that eleven's coming soon, and uh, maybe even another addendum. So, there are other parts that are planned. Apparently, from what I understand, I, I listened to either his show or. Uh, I think he was on somebody else's show, and I think he's going to do an article, too, that's more or less a summary. So that would make our lives a lot easier in covering it to Uh. have that summary page. (laughs) Yes, uh, Patel Patriot, thank you for making our job much easier. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, And to be honest, I mean, if somebody's coming into a cold, they... I, you would think that they would need, especially as detailed as all of this is, you would think that they definitely need uh, a summary because it is very detailed. If you don't know about devolution, um, believe me, if you're not someone who reads fast or comprehends uh, quickly, you know, maybe it takes you two or three times to read something, these articles in devolution are. Yeah, I mean they're they're very thorough. Yes, and they're detailed. They're very detailed, very thorough, very and and uh, most, if not all, stones are turned. <laughs> so, so there's a lot to to take in. 
uh, which is a good reason why somebody's you know reading them so you can in a video form so you can turn it on and continue on you know playing uh whatever it is bingo cash seven or whatever it is you're playing <laughs> playing today yeah so aside and, from reading them you can also listen to them but we want to just give an overview of everything in the hopes that it'll pique your interest to maybe look a little bit further into it and draw your own conclusions yeah absolutely and uh so that's what we're going to be covering uh uh in just a few minutes but uh um I want to welcome all of the new listeners who are downloading or or streaming our our podcast from Croatia and um, Ibernia and I I mean we're like in 21 countries now and uh, people in 21 countries listening to the podcast which is awesome we love it it might be more than 21 now but um so yeah. I mean. Uh, everywhere italy portugal germany everywhere so all of you english speakers and uh we appreciate you listening because it's exciting yeah it is and um so but first we need to cover just a little bit about the the updates that we have on the website and i definitely wanted to uh discuss this uh uh, they're drowning the patient because th- this is serious. And if you haven't um, heard, if you haven't been to the website, it's podcast.takingitback.com, and you can click on that article. And uh, what that article re- is referring to is that the people who are receiving um, remdesivir as part of their treatment which is a an an A E U or an A U E? What is it? An A um, E A U Emergency or E U A Emergency Use right. Authorization. Right. So these E U A's. I mean, this remdesivir is an E U A. It is just as experimental as the. Well, actually, I should say it's there is more information about remdesivir. A negative information about remdesivir and its trials uh, than there have been on the vaccines. Um, even though there was a lot of information we knew about these stupid uh, uh, mRNA vaccines before they decided to, you know, start handing them out like popsicles. So we already knew that they were killing the. Uh, almost every animal they put the uh, the shot into but remdesivir basically it fills your lungs up with fluid the re- the remdesivir is causing the kidneys to shut down which is causing the patients basically to drown and it seems to be the standard protocol in most cases where hospitalization and the patient you know, as a patient gets worse with the COVID symptoms, and then they're injecting them with the remdesivir, which shuts down the kidneys. It is the suggested, not suggested, I mean, really, it's the protocol from the NIH. I don't know about the CDC, but the NIH, and uh, and I'm assuming the CDC, uh, I didn't go look that up, but... Um, 
definitely the NIH is putting out there that and and these hospitals are following those. So your loved one goes into the hospital or you even with uh you know just trouble breathing, maybe you know pneumonia type you know, issues with the flu, you know, the stuff you normally get from the flu. I've had the flu bad enough, especially when I was smoking, I would get flu bad enough that I would have trouble breathing. And there would be times that I would have to go get, you know, medication, you know, from a, uh, from a doctor in order to clear that up. So, you know, uh, uh, from my lungs, you know, penicillin or whatever that, that pink kid stuff, Amoxicillin. Yeah, amoxicillin. Yeah. Yeah, you know, stuff like that in order to clear that chest stuff up. It's just the flu related stuff. And, but what they are doing is they're, they're jabbing these people with this remdesivir and they're not giving them, giving them any nutrition. So they're basically just filling them up, their lungs up with fluid and drowning them. Hey, uh, the whole the whole while they're starving them, right? And, and the family and then they members, intubate you. <laughs> right? And and the family members think that the right thing's happening to their loved ones. I've actually got a relative who lost a sibling um, a couple weeks ago, and they were quite proud of the fact that um, while he's in the hospital and they're giving him remdesivir and they're you know, so the hospital killed their loved one. What a child! No, no. So killed a family member, and they are praising the hospital, right? Because I'm a conspiracy theorist. Well, you are, but <laughs> 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 but aren't we all? Maybe in some aspects, yeah. I think uh, every patriot now but is a I'm conspiracy. Not, I'm not a doctor, so you know they're listening to the doctors. Is what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that they're listening to the wrong doctors. Exactly. Right. And um, they're yeah, actually listening the to the murderers. The hospitals and the doctors are telling them one thing. The hospitals are dictating that these mandates be followed. Yes. The hospital, the administration. These are policies. They're not good medical science. They're, it's an it's a experimental drug. We know ivermectin works. We know hydroxychloroquine works. Remdesivir doesn't do anything but drown people right. in, in their own fluids. And essentially, once you go on a ventilator, that's it. You ain't coming back right. off. Right. Well, I mean, there's no way to... You're just eventually what i mean you there's not gonna i mean uh, what's gonna happen once you fill up with all fluid i mean right so anyway it's a shame it's scary stuff so it's uh it's murder is what it is yeah it literally is murder for cash because you get to mark another covid person and bank another 35 grand. Yeah, somebody in the government's going to send you uh, you know, a, a payment for that. How how do we how do we get to this this point in you know, not just America but but the world. I mean, how, here's my problem. From the very day that they they laid me off from work in I think it was March of 2020 because of COVID. 
from that very day, I started looking into COVID and found out very quickly, by with less than a month, found out in less than a month that the state of Ohio had had stopped counting uh, flu. the flu. All of the variations of flu, they just quit taking numbers. They were only taking numbers of COVID. So I knew from at least April of 2020, might have been May, because I may have gotten laid off in April. I don't remember. But, but it was either April or May of 2020. By that time, I knew that this was the flu. And I don't know if you remember or not, but I was posting on Facebook. Uh, you know, every time somebody said, you know, COVID did this to my family, did that to my family, I said, no, it didn't. This was in April and May of 2020. No, it didn't. It's the flu. I, I knew when, as soon as they stopped counting flu, that there had to have been a correlation between flu and COVID. Of course, now we know that, you know, there are probably dozens of COVIDs that come and go throughout your system all the time. So, why this one? And, I mean, ob- I mean the obvious, to me it's obvious that what this one is so that they can shoot you full of you know graphene oxide and and uh spike proteins and you know all of these uh mrna i mean they're literally changing your biology you are no longer the human you were you are a gmo you're genetically modified if you take an mRNA, what they're calling vaccine, but they're just inoculations. So, I mean, it it wasn't difficult to follow. Um, if if a you weren't scared, and b you were it you know the least bit interested in knowing the truth. In my opinion. So, yeah. uh, how did yours? your covid i guess my uh, my covid journey progress, yeah your journey progress how did how did that happen um i don't know it was gradual i think um probably forced by me mostly probably <laughs> i don't no. know now um i don't know you're making me have to think i hadn't thought oh, about that wow. caught me off guard i mean heaven forbid no, it, I mean, for me, it was just gradual. And oh. then as they started censoring information, the more they censored it, the That's more it made, thing, makes you wonder why. The more they push it, the more it makes you wonder right. why. Right. So so let me ask the, the people listening, if you're one of those people who think that there there is actually misinformation out there, let me ask you, what do you seriously believe that a doctor saying these inoculations are dangerous or remdesivir is killing people, drowning them. Do you really think that there are doctors out there who would just say that over a medication? I mean, really, I mean, think about Risk this. Risk their reputation, exactly. their careers. Exactly. 
Exactly. And and then nothing happens to their career, but they take them off of social media. They're not they're not corrected in any way. No one ever said, well, this is why what he said isn't true. No one ever does that. They just silence them. And Nikki Minaj is a an example. She she's saying the the quiet part out loud. You know, look, I I'm a leftist like y'all, but y- y'all are effed up. Yeah. I she, mean, she asks questions and gets shut down. <laughs> right. I mean, she was just asking, and she said it. You know, obviously, you know, a, a, a rapper, hip hop, whatever it is she she does. I don't think I've ever heard her, but but I mean, she says it exactly the way it should be said to probably her fans or or at least young people and it's uh, you know i went to china we were told that we couldn't talk about certain things and now they're telling me that here <laughs> what you know what's going on you know uh, i mean are we are we communists now i mean you know, she has she had genuine concerns about a shot that has killed. My guess is millions of people or injured millions of people globally, and it's just not being reported. The nurses are coming out every day. If you go to Stu Peter's show, uh, I I know it. I think it's Stu Peter's dot. TV maybe or but if you go to Rumble he's on Rumble just put in Stu Peters you will see every day that there are whistleblowing nurses who are obviously ticked because they're getting laid off because of not taking the the injection but they're coming out and they're telling the stories about all the patients that come in with heart problems and blood clots and and the at one nurse uh, yesterday, I think it was on a show, or it might have been the day before, uh, at least 30% of the hospital space is filled with people who have been jabbed who are having adverse re- uh, uh, reactions to the so-called vaccine, the inoculations. That was her best guess, about 30%. So... You know, whether that's high or low, it doesn't really matter. I mean, how many people have to die or be injured before we pull this this murderous drug off off of out of people's arms? I mean and that, Right. I mean on on one of our podcasts we talked about how during the swine flu, I guess they came up with a vaccine. It was only it took um not it's still too many, twenty three deaths and they pulled it from the market. Yet we're still pushing right. this stuff now. But but you could see where, in I mean, twenty three sounds like a lot of people dying when you're using a uh, an experimental drug. But that might have been one day. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you on the first day you're giving out the the inoculations, you know, maybe they maybe they didn't die for two days, but uh, but they ended it you know, within a short amount of time where there were only 23 deaths. We know their own reporting, and let me tell you, their reporting is crap. 
So they're telling you 14,000 people died. I assure you those numbers are not correct because the doctors are not even marking them as vaccine deaths. Right. They're marking them as blood clots or myo, myocarditis or whatever it is and, and all of the other things that these injections cause. They're marking them all of that. Right. And if that was another if, thing if these nurses said. Yeah. If they're vaccinated, they die from another cause. But right. if they're unvaccinated, they die of the COVID. only cause of death is COVID. Oh, my God. I mean, if you... If you are listening to this for the first time and don't really know what's going on with the the COVID numbers, this is this has been a joke from day one. First of all, you got the murderers uh, of Fauci and Gates running the numbers. Okay, they're in charge of the numbers, or, or at least uh, you know what's going to be counted and what isn't. That inf- those people are the ones telling the doctors. And the hospitals, what to count, what not to count. Then you've got the uh, the associations pressing on the, you know, the American Medical Association and all of that, pressing down on the doctors saying, you got to say this and you got to say that. And now they've put out a list of ways to handle the media. And when you watch, and it's funny because when I watched them go through this list on uh, one of Stu Peter's guests had had the list and he was going down the list and you can see it every night when they put these you know these uh, jab doctors on on news programs you can see them saying almost verbatim what is on that paper it's like they memorized what to say to certain questions that was fed to them by their as- associations yeah so Look, there's no way that if you are, you are a vaxxer that that there's no way that anything anybody is going to say is going to convince you that these things are bad until the the um for lack of a better term the shit hits the fan right because when people start dropping by the millions the how many deaths I mean somebody ha- has put out a database or given a database to a lawyer um, who says that they this would have been months ago that they were at over 40,000 deaths right from the jab and they're not being reported actually they were reported at one time and then pulled back down and then that number has been at you know 12 13 14,000 ever since so so that's how you know that it's bunk so anyway, they well, have yeah. Well, and aside from the adverse uh, react reactions, yeah. um, actually, I kind of lost my train of thought, but um, <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> but <laughs> really? no, but I was going to say something to the effect of the the vaccines. Even if you don't believe that the vaccines, we need to we need to get the devil. <laughs> evolution <laughs> you might want to change the topic so, of this podcast and just a, keep going no <laughs> no so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back we're we are definitely going to be talking about devolution in this podcast so uh we'll be back Maybe. right after this
Hey, this is a peek beneath the surface, and I want to invite everybody to please check out our website at apeekbeneaththesurface.com. It also acts as a social media platform, so while you can view it by just logging in, I want to encourage everybody to create a profile, connect with your friends, invite your friends. You can connect with me there. Feel free to post, create a group. We've got lots of great information on there. I want this to be a resource for everybody as well. And we welcome your feedback. So check it out at a peekbeneaththesurface.com. Okay, and we're back. So now we're moving on to devolution. So if you listened to the first podcast, or if you didn't, um, uh, there are uh, 10 parts now. Could be 11 by this time this actually gets edited and (laughs) posted. There could be 11. But there are 10 parts and two addendums. And uh, in our first devolution, uh, which I will link to in the show notes at podcast.takingitback.us, so if you want to uh, look at the show notes and hear the videos, because there are videos of the actual reading of the article. So somebody reads the article, so you don't have to do all of that. So you can just sit and listen to it, you know, while you're watching the game or or uh, whatever it is you do at home uh, in, your, in your leisure time. Uh, so... Uh, you want to check that out. It's either the first Devolution post or I've got all of the readings listed on the second post that I just posted today. Uh, Devolution, the updates, I think is what it's called. And I've got all the videos at the bottom from the first aid and the first addendum uh, down at the bottom of that. And then I've got the videos and the articles listed for 9, 10, and the second addendum. So, so yeah, so in our, our first podcast, what we did was we gave an overview, a very, very high-level overview of the eight that were at, out at the time that we had done that. So today what we're going to do is just overview 9 and 10. And then just touch on that addendum part two because that nine and ten are very long. Wow, very long. Yeah, so um, very in depth. Some guy likes to make fun of me because I like to print things out so that I can take notes and hand it to follow along when I listen. If you saw this, she printed out the full article on both nine and ten. The, the first one is probably it's 12 or 13. It's 19 pages. 19 pages. So the second one is, is like 30. 55. 55. 55 pages. 55. She literally printed them out. Yeah. 55 pages. That's how long the uh, uh, Devolution 10, Part 10 is. 55 pages long when you print them. And, yeah, so so you should, you really should look at the articles and and or listen to the videos. Some of the videos, so when we say video, it's really audio and video format. Got although, a guy reading the article, right. but you can see the guy. Right, but. although some of them, on some of them, they actually do show and scroll through the article as he's reading right. them, which I like 
to be able to follow along. Right. So, so in preparation for this. But we did include the link. So if you want to open them both up, play the the video with the audio and then follow along with the reader you can do that right it may be helpful so because there's just there's too much for us to cover in a lot of detail here but um on part nine well, hold on Let, let's okay, give them what? a okay let's let's give them the big what, picture what happened what is devolution how did we get here that's kind of how it ends. <laughs> so how we, we got, got here. right. So devolution <laughs> basically is a continuity of government situation, a plan that is in place, uh, basically to keep government going in case of a, you know, a, a wartime, you know, attack or uh, hostile governments. Uh, trying right. to take so, over so the devolution US. is a real thing on how to put it that the military has in um <clears throat> as a plan of how to continue the government in the event of something like nuclear war Bad or guys. some other right. you know uh crisis of some sort so the devolution series that we're talking about was created by Patel Patriot who according to him just um, never really had an interest in politics and didn't start paying attention until 2018 and somehow has managed to put all this stuff together. He has done extensive research. And when I say extensive, it's extensive research and backed up his theory with the stuff that he's found, you know, different executive orders, rules, things are, that are in place. But it is just that a theory and a theory that evolves as new information comes to light. So, yeah, um, it's a theory, but he uses real things that are happening in the headlines right now. And, and since uh, 2018. Uh, right. So I guess I should explain. So devolution itself is a real thing. Right. This is Patel Patriot's theory that devolution is occurring right now right. that we are actually in the midst of devolution right that trump has actually done something to work with uh to work with uh, the military in order to prevent a hostile chinese government from infiltrating uh, the u.s Right. So I'm going to jump right into to nine. Right. Um, and again, these are both very long, but I'm going to try to keep it, you know, high yeah, level. Yeah, and the reason overview. we're doing the reason that we're doing this is because there's no way that if you don't listen or read one through eight, that we can't synopsize all of these things enough, you know, compact it down enough to give you a you know ten thousand foot view of of this there's no way there's just so much information that uh you need to you really need to look into it and i gotta be honest even if this isn't true this is an amazing story i mean because when you see the actual the things that are actually really happening out there that he has determined you know might be part of his theory it's just an amazing story and you you come away thinking, my God, it's actually happening. 
haven't you ever thought, and maybe you haven't, but 20 years from now when they turn this into a movie, it is going to be an an epic miniseries. <laughs> that, uh, he should. I mean, he really should, you know, start trying to sell this. Yeah, I don't know a, that Hollywood would pick it up, but maybe sort of a private um, entity. You wouldn't have to get Dinesh to, <laughs> to do it or oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody it would, like that. It would be awesome. So I think about that stuff a lot. I'm like, oh, this will be a great movie someday, and then everybody's going to be like... Even if it doesn't turn out to be true, it... It, I, it will still make a great movie. It's an amazing movie. So, yeah, that's anyhow. for sure. Okay, so um, first I'm going to cover Article 9, and it's basically going to be a high-level overview of um, the contents here is regarding the chain of command and the premise that the Chinese government was somehow involved with the um, theft of the 2020 election. So um, so uh, how this starts out is he goes through um, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, um, s- stating that the Joint Chiefs of Staff are nowhere within the chain of command. And then he goes on to describe what, the... What, what, and what she's referring to there is the Joint Chiefs of Staff are blown up as this, you know, the, the like the all, the heads of the military. When actually all the Joint Chiefs really are, are advisors to the President. So they're, what she's about to get into is who's actually in charge. So, Thank you, because uh-huh. I needed help. You could tell I'm Quentin. Yeah. Telling you. Well, I, I'm listening as if I didn't know the story. So Okay, well, okay. one of the things that he goes into is about the combatant commanders. That's who's really in charge. Right. Right. And those would be the people that if we were in a devolution situation, and if we are, those are the people that would be in charge. They're actually in charge now all the time. The combatant commanders are the head of the military forces. Not the head of the department, but the head of the people on the ground, the boots on the ground. Right. Right. So he goes on to describe, and well, let me first like go through who these people are. Sure. And the other interesting thing was that Trump appointed 10 of the 11 that are currently in those positions now. So there's the U.S. Northern Command, and these, the first ones I'm going to read off are over specific territories, like geographic locations on the planet. Um, and there's a map, actually, a graphic in the article on that. So there's the U.S. Northern Command, Southern Command, European Command, Africa Command, Central Command, the Indo-Pacific, and then Space Command. Um, but one of the... Space. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit, too. So, um, But then you've got four that are actually not geographic but actually over a broader, uh, I don't know how to explain it, not necessarily geographic area, which um, is the U.S. Special Operations, Cyber Command, Strategic Command, and the Transportation Command. But what's interesting about this is over the U.S. Cyber Command, some of you may or may not have heard of him is um, Paul Nakasone or Nakasone. I'm not really sure exactly how to pronounce his name, but he is also the head of the NSA. 
So, you know, just um, access to a lot of wasn't the information. Uh, the the last of the combatant commanders wasn't it Flynn of a relative of Flynn? Um, no, but he was a point. Oh, he oh, was no, appointed yeah. under right. the eleventh. Let me right. Find Biden, him. Biden, uh, um, appointed, appointed him. one of these guys, but that guy. But he was a, a competent and and under served under General Flynn. So yeah, his name is John Aquilino, yeah. and he's over the Indo Pacific. Right. And then he actually um, promoted Flynn's brother over a different area right um sorry no you're fine i had to find it <laughs> you should have kept talking <laughs> so um so anyway yeah so charles flynn who was uh promoted on june 4th of this year of 21 so he oversaw that so that was kind of um, interesting, too. And I know I am, like, doing a terrible job on trying to make sense of all of this. But, um, but then, you don't think? You're doing fine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, it's it starts out with going over who's who and basically describes how things would work almost like a corporation and who would report to who and if devolution was occurring that not everybody in the military would know about it you've no. got your leaders would know and they would only pass on information as needed to those in a need to know basis it's all compartmentalized just like government i mean you're on a need to know basis and you don't need to know unless you know <laughs> so. yeah so one of the things that um that was interesting and where this leads to is that um, in 2018, the milita military took the initiative at defending the elections and declaring the um, election integrity or the security of the elections as infrastructure. So if a foreign entity were to you know they always talk about well they're going to attack our infrastructure and most of us are thinking power water um the internet you know stuff like that but they put election security in that under that heading so that if a foreign entity did try to interfere with the elections that would fall under the category of an act of war and the whole premise of the devolution is that an act of war was committed against the United States, which then gave Trump wartime powers to initiate devolution. The, the military already has procedures in, in place for this very situation. They have like DEFCON numbers or colors or something attached to them, right? I remember reading that, and uh, so they already have, uh, you know, people assigned, you know, who are, that need to respond to these locations once, you know, something like this happens. Are you getting to that? I jumped the gun. Yeah, well, that that's actually in that um, addendum part right. two is oh. what that talked about. Right. 
Um, so, I mean, we can touch on that now, actually. Well, no, I'm it, just saying. It oh. does kind of connect. Right. So, yeah, so which is the 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 chain of the system in place that they have. So on the addendum part two, it goes through actually a tweet that somebody put out in January. And I don't remember if, yeah, I think it was January 2020 that it went out um, on this tweet. And so we covered this. Um, thread that went through the whole operations and how they alert the necessary people and where they're supposed to go and be ready within a certain time frame and stuff like that. So Right. And then these people arrive in, you know, what might be a barn um, on top, but you know, they're walking into, you know, a, a full fledged office with phones and computers and and television screens everywhere and and so it's like just a, like the movies ooh, just like <laughs> the movies and uh so anyway and i just found that fascinating that actually that really sells it for me is that we have things that are coinciding you know we have we have this in place the military has always had it in, well had it in place since uh i don't remember the year but i believe it was prior to 9-11 even so we've had it in place and and it, it can be easily right and well up. and i think um i think it was in addendum two um where they were talking about i mean this is in place, and actually, they do something comparable every year during the State of the Union on a smaller scale. Well, they, because yeah, they you know, what if you know you've got all these people in power right. in the same spot, and then there was a movie I don't, I never saw it, what designated survivor or something like that, where they have somebody <laughs> in a bunker somewhere just in case. Um, of an of an attack or something like that so so yeah it is interesting but yeah that's really why the president and vice president don't fly together right uh you know they, they get there are just protocols but uh i'm pretty sure most people know that maybe but um or at least have heard it uh but this goes way further i mean these are entire offices of people departments of the government so that if something were to happen the department doesn't ever stop it keeps going regardless of who's alive after whatever happens happens the department still operates you know with its crew it's whatever the crew of people is that that it has you know right yeah and and it went through the different levels and you know they have to be ready to go in as little as four hours to be at their destination and their families have no idea where they're at and they have no idea how they're going to be long how long they're going to be gone so yeah it, you know it, it's very yeah there's no there's <laughs> no contact at all through cell phones or anything there's no family contact at all is what they were saying in that Right. What I was reading. Yeah. Well, so I think somebody, I think at the end of that, somebody had given an example, like somebody who had actually lived it and right. talked about their yeah. experience of having to report somewhere. Um, right. Yeah. Because I guess have, they have to do drills. They yeah, have to they do, do drills. drills what is it? Every, even years. 
it's like even they do it every two years even years i think is what i read yeah so that's that's pretty cool so yeah so you know that's a military operation at that mm -hmm. point because they're just constant drills right yeah for sure so um i'm just going to kind of jump ahead because there is so much in in article nine but the other thing that's mentioned in here is about space force so i know that i at least with my kids anyway thought this that the implementation of space force was the funniest thing they'd ever heard of because you know what they were under the impression trump's just like what's he gonna do fight off aliens or something like that so they totally um took it as how the media was joking about it as well uh but the space force was implemented as part of the communication satellites monitoring um cyber security in addition to the nsa so um so anyway that was implement implemented back in december of 2020 is when it was announced so um thinking about the election and i don't know if it was in this part or the other part so i don't want to um jump ahead too far but since we're talking about the election is that and it might have been in here is that all the pieces um the oh what do you call it um you know thinking about the, putting all this in place and trump i don't think was well we know he wasn't blind to what was going to be coming down the pike so i believe no, he was telling everybody they're going to cheat i mean he'd been telling them right so in one of these parts i don't remember if it was nine or ten but you know it correlates with some other things that i read that um in during the 2018 midterm elections because some of this stuff was implemented before then is that were the 2018 midterms under surveillance was that when they were paying attention watching really kind of getting an assessment of what was happening they didn't stop it from happening but they monitored everything that was happening so that they would know what to be looking for in 2020 and did they have all these things in place we still don't know hopefully the arizona audit will uh, shed some light on that but there's a lot some, of some speculation people, i mean some people said that's how uh uh mike lindell ended up with that that some that information he had from the symposium right and and we know and if you haven't heard us talk about it before we never went in depth but mentioned it was italy gate that happened back in december and january of last year with somebody in Italy actually admitted to flipping votes and yeah, um, was never, arrested. We never said anything about that, but uh, but yeah, I we mean, need to we need to <laughs> dig back into that because well, I mean, the, I mean, literally the the Italian people were were devastated by this admission, and and I mean. I, whatever happened to that right no there's a lot of thing about, about whatever happened to i think we need to do an episode on whatever, whatever happened, happened to and then we can have a multiple parts because well, there's too the much all, there's right. too much to well to that's cover. another thing is that's part of 
it's part of the the democratic plan. You just it's like oh you overwhelming them with stuff, and right. then they can't. And you forget about what right. happened two months ago. Right. Exactly. Let you alone. forget what I did because right. the guy next to me did something worse. Right. So exactly. Whatever. Redirection. So, right. so yeah. So, um. So I I do think that Space Force was there to kind of monitor all of that, and um, you may have heard Trump say we caught them all. And that means somebody's got something. I don't think he'd be saying it if he didn't. Well, here's the, the thing that bugs me about that is I've heard is why a lot of people so say long? that. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then what are we waiting for? That's a good question. I mean, if you've got them all, that's fine. Put it out there. Show them how you got it all. Because no media is going to give you a fair shake. You'd be hard-pressed to find an attorney in D.C. that's going to, you know, take up any case with definitely not the the uh, uh, attorney generals, in, in especially in, in Democratic states, are going to take up any of these to charge anybody. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Um, put it out there so we, the public, you know, the 80, 90 million people who voted for Trump, put it out there but they don't yeah so and, and that is kind of disappointing is why is it taking so long so i know i was reading last night um and i cannot recall what i was reading of course but that you know the between the election report in arizona and the durham report which we're still waiting for but i think i saw something that i guess he's already planning on um indicting I think it's uh, James Baker, the FBI lawyer. No, I, I don't think it's James Baker. It's I thought a, it said Mr. Baker, and I just maybe I made well, that assumption. Well, it was assumption. his testimony. It was his testimony that put this Perkins Coey uh, uh, DNC attorney on uh, um, on blast. So he basically answered a question that made the Perkins Coey lawyer a liar. So he lied to the FBI, and that's what he's getting him on, a process charge. So what? Yeah, whoop de do. I understand that's the low-hanging fruit. I mean, go ahead and get them because you got them, but, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, that's low-hanging fruit. Let's get to the bread and The butter. meat and potatoes and get the people who are really... really at the forefront of all of this stuff so which which does bring us to part 10 so well, part nine was basically the military mm -hmm. and setting it up for you know uh, right setting who it up is for in who charge, is in yeah, charge the combatant who, right. commanders and then 10 um i don't really know how to uh, put all of this into <laughs> to one thing so i know that what prompted 10 was that he got a um, Patel Patriot got a question from Dave Hayes, who is also praying medic. So is his what he goes by? Yeah, I'm not sure I understood all that part either. But right, so um, praying medic had basically asked the question. He said, "I would be interested in hearing your thoughts whenever you have a few moments on what might be the earliest date at which the America and China began the silent war." And Patel Patriot goes on to say that. His best assessment, he thinks it's been since January 15th, 2020. 
So it goes on to talk about how that same exact That's date, when he put devolution into effect? Is that he thinks that that was the earliest... Uh, that it could have. That been. it could have, but based on his assessment. Right. So the official, I guess, the official unofficial war. Right. Because um, that was the date that they signed a trade deal... And With the day China. before the first impeachment the first, yeah, trial the first started. Because right? that was like a two-part trade deal. Mm -hmm. So I think they signed the first part on January 15, 2020. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this goes on to say that January 15th is significant because that was the day that they signed a trade deal. It was also the day before Trump's first impeachment started. I thought it was earlier than that, but he's saying that that was the first impeachment trial on January 15th. So, um, there was something else that, oh, and then it just so happens that January 15th was also the first case of COVID <gasps> was discovered here in the United States. There is no COVID. I know, but whatever, whatever they were calling COVID. PCR test that they can find COVID. So I'm just saying Sorry. that that's when the pandemic started. Right. How much of a coincidence is that that all that occurred within a 48 hour period? Well, because they knew the the impeachment wasn't going to go well, so they had to have Plan B, which was a fake virus. Right. So in other words, too much of well, a coincidence let me be fair. to be a coincidence. Let me be fair. That virus was coming here regardless. Uh, uh, whether he got impeached or not. It was coming here because that was a Gates and Fauci thing. Right. Uh, they may have been working with the Democrats. I don't know. All I'm saying is this COVID thing is the drug companies, Fauci and Gates and the, um, uh, not the Rockefellers, but the, yeah, the Rockefeller. Yes, exactly. So, so all of this stuff happening all within a day or two of each other. Yes, within 48 hours. So, again, too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. So so you're saying that Trump realized that this is way too much going on to be a coincidence, so he puts it into effect. That's what Patel's saying. <clears throat> Patel, that the earliest would have been the 15th of well, January 15th. What, what Prine Medic had asked him was the date at which the American and China silent war began. So whether devolution, I mean, I guess maybe because January 15th, 2020, Trump only had a few more days left in office. So, um... No, he had the whole year. The The... Oh, duh. I'm like, totally, totally miscalculated. Well, he had until... I was thinking 21, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The so, 20th of January. Right, yeah. That's so I was ball. totally getting my years wrong there. So anyway, so so he thinks that that's when that it most likely began. And he goes into a lot of information is to back up why he thinks that. But he goes on to also say that... Um, and what the most interesting part that I found about out about um, this Article 10 on here. So he goes into a lot of stuff. The big, the big picture is just all of the government corruption that's been going on for decades, mm -hmm. really. But to ha give him a starting place, he started with Obama. Obviously, we know it's been going on a lot longer than that. But again, he 
he's already got it 55 pages i think he was trying to um keep it from getting uh, too much longer than that i don't know that he knew it was going to be 55 pages but that's what it is so anyway so what he goes to point out on here is just touching on some of the obama scandals and this will all tie up at the end so he talks about the uranium one deal the fast and furious deal the clinton email scandal the nuclear the iran nuclear deal benghazi and spygate and so he goes on to explain in great detail how there's so much evidence of the politicians being bought off you know mainly the clintons and the obamas and the trading of favors and um he referenced uh clinton cash quite a bit so um i kind of half rewatched that to refresh my memory and it's just incredible of you know how these people have i mean we all know this that these people have gotten away with this stuff for so long and it's so blatant and so out there that how do we just continue to turn a blind eye to it i mean not everybody's turned a blind eye to it but the people who can actually do something about it seem to be turning a blind eye to everything come on now we we know i mean if we know that the clintons are using the clinton foundation as a way to bank dough jack money they're they're banking it for themselves if we know that the fbi the cia the nsa the every three-letter organization out there knows it the democratic party knows the republican party knows Everybody knows that the Clintons have been using their political will, selling it for whatever they can get. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want to end up Clinton, Clinton-sized or whatever you call it. Right. Clinton-sized, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, six feet under. Exactly. Uh, there is a long, long list of body count uh, for the Clintons. Absolutely, absolutely. And nobody wants to be next on that list. So one of the things that, um, of all the scandals that um, he paid particular attention to, which does kind of connect a lot to what's going on right now, was um, covering of Benghazi. And I know I asked you earlier if you had seen the movie um, 13 Hours yet. It is an excellent Anybody who's not seen that movie should see that movie. And it it's not political at all. It is absolutely not political. But just seeing it and kind of feeling what these guys were going through that day and the lack of help was, you know, it's just mind-blowing. And you can read it and hear about it on the news, but seeing it in movie form, I think, kind of really, I think they did a good job on that movie and kind of helped bring it to life a little bit. So, but one of the things that I found intriguing about that that does connect to this as I try to find it's the on page. page it's on page 37. Page 18. Of yeah. oh, 55. <laughs> yeah. So, there is a special forces group that, I mean, the military has special forces. So, um, one of the special forces groups is designed to be to go anywhere and do anything and handle any emergency in a moment's notice. So take Afghanistan, for instance, uh, since that's fresh in the news. 
that at these Air Force bases, that there are special forces there that can handle any situation literally within a minute's notice and can be anywhere that they need to be. All right, so one of the things that I found interesting <clears throat> in here um, regarding Benghazi is that um, Christopher Miller, who is now, what did you say he was serving in? Did you just read it? He was the acting Secretary of Defense. Okay, yeah, so he... Just from November, uh, I think it was November of 2020 to January 20th. So, I mean, he was only there Until after a Trump short lost. period, right. I remember when Trump put him there and people started to question why they would put him there. It's because he was a loyalist. Right. And there was obviously a specific reason why they put Miller in as acting secretary right so it, it was strategic so back in the time during the time of Benghazi he was one of the people in the room with um Obama and you know whoever the military decision makers that decided not to send help to Benghazi so article 10 kind of goes on to explain how or surmise that he was not too happy about that and would not have been too happy about them leaving people behind because he was always trained, never leave a man behind. And he served on one of those forces to go after and rescue and, you know, get our people out. So um, it basically alludes to the fact that he probably had a, you know, really uh, big chip on his shoulder regarding that and um and then it goes on too to talk about uh general flynn and his connections the thing all the things that general flynn was in charge of throughout his career and how obama more or less ousted him a year before he was due to retire and kind of got pushed out and then i don't know if everybody remembers but Obama kind of when Trump was uh, transitioning into position when him and Trump met at the White House and Obama warned Trump about General Flynn and that he should get rid of Flynn and not to trust him. So um, Trump already knew what kind of a POS Obama was. He already knew that by the time they had that conversation. And my thinking is Trump automatically said he's going to be part of my cabinet. If you don't like him, he's got to be a friend of mine. Exactly. I'm not saying he said that, but I'm, I'm saying he probably thinking this. Well, he's going to be a friend of mine. Right. But I wanted to backtrack a minute to... Um, Benghazi and all the information on that and you know in this article 10 he goes on to explain and I think a lot of people already know it and if you watch that well if you watch that maybe you won't get this aspect of it but that Christopher Stevens was sent there everything in Benghazi was a cover-up and was to cover up arms deals and money that went to the Clintons and they had to eliminate their evidence cover their tracks what else exactly. is new i know why yeah i mean why else would we not send this team of people who are trained who were there who were told to stand down because they were ready to go why would they do that there had to be a reason why they did that well because they had to 
they had to protect the Clintons. Absolutely. And it seems to have a, a very similar feel than everything that just happened in Afghanistan, right? So it all, he pulls all the pieces together. I don't even, I think this came out August 31st, if I remember, was Article 10 came out August 31st. So he goes on in here to connect. Uh, Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure Afghanistan was, I mean, it may have helped the Clintons somehow, but I think that was to give China Afghanistan access to Afghanistan. Absolutely, that's, and, and that, that was, and that's what they he goes through in here and talks about. That's what Biden and his boy have been right. Ba- Biden's deep state too. He has been a part of the political establishment forever. Has accomplished nothing. It goes into um, more information about Hunter's laptop and Hunter's connections to Rosatom or not Rosatom. That was the Clintons um, with the Bohai Harvest. His connections with the Chinese government and, you know, raises the question that Afghanistan was another, um, again, it was a deal with China. You know, let's turn it over to China and leave our, you know, leave our people. Let's just, you know, I don't know. It's a nightmare is what it is. It is absolutely These people are playing... We know for a fact that it cost at least 13 American lives and, what was it, 11 uh, helpers, I I guess? I mean, 11 other people died in the missile that that, uh, struck what they said was the people plotting the bombing that killed our people when it was actually uh, somebody that was aiding us and his entire family, I guess. I mean, uh, I, yeah, it's it's crazy. So it, you know, he goes on towards the end of Article Ten and makes all the connections, which we've seen some of them before. But in connection with Afghanistan, was all of Hunter's connections with certain companies in um, certain Chinese companies, the lithium and the batteries. The companies, if you look at their stock, this one place in particular. The C C A T L, I can't remember what it stands for. That if you look at from the time Biden took office until August, how much their stock has gone up? Because this company, I guess, has a deal too with like Tesla to do their electric batteries and the whole Green New Deal, and it just connects all the dots, and it's just mind. It's mind blowing, and and we all know it, but we just you get bits and pieces, and it takes somebody. Somebody's grilling out. Oh my God! Did you you got the whiff of that? I yeah, I oh smelled it before I saw your nose turn up. <laughs> we we do the podcast uh, in a park and uh, every week, and uh, and we haven't eaten, and somebody's yeah, got their grill going. <laughs> and somebody fired up a grill, and I mean, it was like instantaneous. It was like, oh my Lord, that it smelled so good. Yeah, so, so you know, it, it's interesting. There's a, a lot of question whether Trump set up a trap for Biden with the whole Afghanistan thing. Um, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so, you know, did, he, did Trump basically set the bait knowing that Biden and China would take the bait? 
Right. Would Biden sell out Afghanistan to the Chinese for whatever amount of money they're given to his son? Uh, which we know that Hunter Biden is Joe's bag man. Right. So. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I'm sure I did not do the best job <laughs> on summarizing this, but, but the question it, it's is, interesting. Is, is Biden really the bag man? Or 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 could the wife, you know, the so-called doctor, Doctor Jill, Jill, yeah, Doctor Jill, <laughs> she needs her own show like Doctor Phil. Yeah, we got Doctor <laughs> Phil, and then right after that, Doctor Jill, yeah. and she explains how she collects money from her son Hunter Biden from China while they sell out American interests. But, just like the Clintons. Right. Yeah. I mean, that they're all doing the same thing. So, um, but... But the, 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 but the funny part is, is I think Joe is running it, kind of, because it, it it's so obvious, it's so in your face, this move, that that it's just, it, it's like dumb, you know, the moron Joe did it again. You know, it's so... Have you ever wondered... And I don't know that I think this is true now, but at one time I wondered, and now I'm starting to wonder again. Do you think all this stuff with Joe? Do you think he's acting? What, acting. If, it, what if he's acting? What if he's just playing dumb? Is he playing that he's got Alzheimer's? I don't know. Come is on, he? man. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I don't think he. I think he is dumb in a box of rocks, and I think. Uh, we have decades of video that proves that. Um, I, and the fact that Jill is kind of, you know, babysitting him. I mean, he's not really allowed to go too many places alone. I don't... Actually, I think he wanders off by himself a lot these days. Yeah, he days. does. There was some good <laughs> good video this week. Uh, but, but yeah, somebody's I think it. eventually somebody's going to put one of them things around him and they're going to have it on their wrist like they do kids at the amusement right. park. Somebody's so pulling a string. Somebody's telling him what to say and what not to say. You've heard him say it all uh, quite a bit here lately. He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, right. Or they told me not to say right. that. Or they told me to walk off the stage. Right. Who is they? Who is they that the is telling you that? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so, but... um. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully you'll take MK a look. <laughs> hopefully you'll take a look in into the Devolution series, and that I didn't tear it up too much. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, like we said, it's going to be a you know a, a just a, a a huge overview. I mean, there's no way that we can do seventy pages of seventy four pages of information in you know forty five an hour. I mean, right? There is so much information and. His theories are based on actual headlines or actual information that's uh, uh, openly available. I mean, it's not like he has uh, contacts that are giving him this information. There are no anonymous sources in any of his articles. (laughs) No anonymous sources. And he puts the screenshots and he puts the executive orders. He puts the, the evidence of everything that he's talking about now he him tying it together the way he has tied it together is what is theoretical right however the specifics within each of these articles is accurate so i'm just going to read these two paragraphs here at the end so 
He goes on to say, and this is Patel Patriot, he said, while I can't tell you exactly how this is going to play out, I believe things are unfolding as Trump suspected they would. He prepared for and expected things to play out this way because Trump Trump prepares for all possibilities. His goading of Biden alone tells me that this is how he wanted it to happen. The political establishment has come to the end of their road. Trump and the military are playing them like fiddles at every turn. The final chapter of the political establishment has culminated with Joe Biden as a fake president, red-pilling America with his every move. We are rapidly approaching the climax of this war. We are on the precipice of a new era in American history, an era inspired by the principles our founding fathers had hoped for, fought, and died for. So hoping that that all of this is, is indeed the case, I know a lot of us a lot of us are hoping that this is true and all comes to fruition soon and that the good guys win. Hoping. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were kind of let down by the whole Q thing. So we kind of hoped that would have, this type of thing would have happened back on, you know, on the 6th. Well, and I read somewhere the other day too, and it did make a lot of sense, although it, <clears throat> for those of us who have, been awake to some of these things for quite a while maybe not in as much depth is that I know you had asked earlier we were talking about what are they waiting for and I think that it is for enough people to wake up and then to bring it full circle back to Nicki Minaj you've got somebody like that a Hollywood liberal what's what, what better way to wake, wake somebody up? up than to throw the evidence out there how many people do you think you would wake up if you just put the evidence out there I think that's yeah. going to wrap it up for so. us. I think so. I think we went really long today. Well, it, it's a podcast, I know. Man. It's a lot a lot of information. Yeah, we don't have sponsors or <laughs> uh, a radio station or we don't have any. We've got We're no low budget. We're stuff. low budget. <laughs> we're, we're low rent. We're, that's what we We are. like it that way. Yeah. It costs us a $10 parking ticket to the park parking sticker. And that gets I mean. us in all year long. Right. For the whole year. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, again, uh, you want to check out the show notes and all the videos and things attached and all the, the links are at podcast.takingitback.us and if you want to contact us, there's a contact link in the top corner or you can email us at pod i'm sorry taking it back podcast at protonmail.com and how do they get hold of you again at a peak beneath the surface.com either by private message or chat oh and hey before hey. we go do you want to tell them about uh, our other platforms our new podcast uh, pages podcast pages yeah uh, what like we're on Facebook Anchor. and Gab oh, yeah. and all that that you yeah we got uh, taking it back podcast on Facebook and on Twitter it's TIB the podcast TIB the podcast taking it back TIB the podcast at TIB the podcast uh, and on Telegram we are also taking it back podcast so you can get us there on telegram too so we're going to start posting things on telegram soon and we'll you know chat with you and answer questions and whatever over there i don't have a chat set up but i do have the comments set up on our post so you can comment and we can chat there but through comments um 
we may eventually set up a chat there. But uh, we'll right see. Now, yeah, it's <laughs> Taking It Back podcast on Telegram, TIB the podcast on Twitter, and Taking It Back podcast on Facebook. And you can go all to those places. We're on, uh, we're on the apps. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, um, Radio Public, uh, Lord, what a bunch of places. Of Just go to the website and find them all. All, all <laughs> of those places. You can go to all of those places, and uh, you can. Uh, on the website, we have links to them, so they're over in the sidebar. So you can find whatever your favorite place to listen. You can hit that and uh, listen. We're not on um, iTunes, though. I don't know whatever happened to that. They don't like you. I don't know. I don't know if I did it right because they have this stupid thing. You gotta. I really don't want to go through it anymore. Well, that's fine. So I would go do it again, but I really don't want but to. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So and well, because we could get more listeners, maybe. Oh. But I'm not doing okay. it. Well, anyway, subscribe, <laughs> find us, share us. What are, are you in a hurry? I'm not. I thought oh. you were. You were trying it's to close it out. Here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are trying to get out of here. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that's going to wrap it up. So we'll see you next time. See you then.